Hey, Alex here. Before we jump into today's recording, I wanted to remind you that all of the information in this recording is for informational and educational purposes only. The information shared should not be construed as investment or tax advice. Please consult a competent financial or tax professional to discuss your situation before using any of the strategies or topics that we discuss here. Thanks for listening. One other quick thing before we get started today. If you're thinking about starting a business or if you already have one, I wanted to tell you about the accounting software that we use for our clients, Zero. That's X-E-R-O, and you can find them at www.zero.com. I have used other accounting platforms in the past for clients, but Zero bar none is the best accounting platform out there. I have had clients come to me after bringing them to Zero. And they have told me that they felt empowered to use the platform after seeing their simple user interface. Zero's slogan is beautiful business, which represents Zero's thriving business technology platform and global community. Beautiful business highlights the power of Zero's powerful accounting platform and community supporting small businesses to help them work past the chaos, uncertainty, and stress to reclaim valuable time and thrive. Over the last five years, I have used Zero exclusively with our clients, and I have met some amazing people at that company. People are always friendly and are always ready to help when it's needed. Whether you're just getting started or are a thriving company, Zero has the tools you need to help keep your accounting records straight, reduce time each month associated with doing the backend bookkeeping, and helps you track KPIs with their powerful reporting tools. Check them out at Zero.com. That's X-E-R-O. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fiscal Podcast. It's Alex here and Declan again. Hope you all are doing super well. And Declan says hi to everybody listening. I hope you guys are all doing well. Hope your New Year's off to an amazing start. Hope you're having the best year of your life so far. And we're back again today to talk a little bit more about uh, a little bit more kind of not so much basics again today, but more but a little bit more kind of the implementation side of things. You know, I was talking to Declan, you know, we we talk a lot about, you know, the basics and a lot of that stuff can just be really rough and <laughs> really dry at times. And, you know, it, it doesn't actually give like, you know, yes, we need the basics of the of the building blocks for, you know, to, to build the foundation, right? But now we need to, okay, now we have those basics down. Now we need to think a little bit about you know, how do we actually operate the business? How do we actually like implement some of the things into the business that we've already discussed? And how does that all tie into, you know, what we've, what we've been talking about for like you know, the last while uh, now. So, you know, everyone loves the, the new year, new me type of thing and, you know, setting goals and setting new year's resolutions and all these things. And, you know, we've actually talked a lot about goals, uh, you know, between you know, Declan, myself and our, some of our close friends over the last few weeks about goals and like what we've accomplished and all these things. And like now looking forward, now we turn the page in the new year, what, what is it that we do? And you know, actually with a lot of my clients in the accounting space, you know, I try to work with my clients to say, okay, Hey, we have the data. We talk about the taxes. We talk about all these things. Now we have the majority of the data for the year for the finances. But now, like, and we try to like forecast and extrapolate, you know, kind of what we're going to need for the next year moving forward, you know, in terms of like cash requirements for expenses, for team, for hiring, for growth and all these things. But we don't really break it out into detail. 
And, you know, one of the things that was a huge thing that, you know, I actually implemented for the first time last year and was probably one of the biggest reasons why we had so much growth was um, not just one, not the only reason, but definitely one of the big reasons why we had so much growth last year in, in the business was because at the very beginning of the year, I took the actual um, accounting, accounting file, the accounting record and made an Excel file and then broke out the data um, month by month. And then each month I'd come back into that spreadsheet because of what did I do? What did I say I was going to do? What did I actually do? And how far off was I? And then I, and then I worked to track myself, uh, you know, throughout the, throughout the course of the year. And that kind of personal accountability and that goal setting uh, was, was super important. And that's really, you know, and I'm doing it again this year. Um, and we're going to kind of give you guys a little bit of detail on how you can do it yourself here on this, on this recording. Obviously, if you're driving in your car, you're at the gym. Don't don't open up an Excel file on your computer or on your phone. Please don't do that. No, please please um, don't. Please please, please uh, don't Excel. <laughs> please don't Excel and drive. <laughs> don't Excel and drive. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, we'll try to keep the uh, we'll we'll try to keep the uh, the references to a minimum this time. This is like yes, last episode was was all of the uh, all the references. Um, so mm-hmm. you know. You once once you really have that revenue coming in, once you start having some of those basic expenses that you might pay every month, like a Google monthly subscription to Google Cloud or your Google email address, you start to build an idea and a, a picture of kind of like, okay, I need to have this much cash coming in for the business to pay the business expenses beyond before I even pay myself as the owner operator of the company for myself as an individual. So I need to back out the math and start planning the math on on uh, you know how on what I need to make sure I bring in each month or over the course of the year to start doing that and you know we you know when you're doing this it's important to like think about okay where do you want to be what are your limitations from a from from a, an ability standpoint what are your limitations from a time standpoint that you can contribute to your business on a weekly monthly basis because that's going to determine a lot of the things that are going to be driven by this kind of planning this goal setting right. So once you have some of the basic data, like obviously at the very top, you're going to have your, your income and you can derive that number from an average, if you will, of what you've done over the last six or 12 months. If you don't have the full year yet, you can take six months. You know, we know you're just getting started in business, but you already have the revenue coming in the door. So it's an idea to like get an idea of, you know, what are you doing on average, you know, average monthly basis or over the course of the year and get a rough average of what that looks like. So let's say over the last six months, your average uh, revenue has been $5,000. And then you're going to do the same thing for uh, your expenses. And let's say your expenses are $1,500. Well, starting to look forward, what we're going to do is we say, let's say we're in the month of January right now, and we have the data from last year. So in the spreadsheet, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make columns. I'm going to make columns of January, February, March, all the way through December, uh, one column each for each month. And then per line item that I have on the income statement, Line item being either a line for certain types of expenses or a line for a certain type of revenue. So if you have multiple types of revenue, like if you have uh, painting revenue and you have sales from painting and you have sales from drawing and you have sales from uh, sculpture or something like this, right? Like I'm trying to like think of like two, three very mm-hmm. different types of like revenue that you want to be tracking over time. You're going to break this out on three separate rows on your spreadsheet or on uh, on your Excel file, whatever you're working off of. And then you're going to have total revenue, right? So like, let's say, you know, back to the example, you have $5,000 of revenue, you have $1,000 of painting revenue, you have $1,000 on average of drawing revenue, and then you have $2,000 of 
sculpting revenue every single month over the last you know six or twelve months, right? That gets us to us for our five thousand dollars in revenue, and then obviously the expenses, let's say paintbrushes and miscellaneous things, are like office expenses, right? So like let's say our office expenses are five hundred dollars, right? Each month, and then we have to buy you know one-off things like easels and canvases and, and these other types of things. Those are also tied into office expenses, but maybe we might need to break it out just so we can make sure we're tracking these expenses properly uh, over the course of the year or over time to make sure that something doesn't get out of whack, right? So, like let's say in total that we have you know the five hundred dollars for all these things, and then let's say each month you go to a conference or you go to like a not not a conference but like you go to like an art basel. Uh, if you will, like they do down in Miami, and uh, you have to pay for travel expenses of of a thousand dollars a month for that to get your sales right. And you're traveling around, you're doing all these all you tra- all your travel expenses uh, encompassing you know mileage, your hotel, your airfare, whatever it is, is a thousand dollars a month. And we're just doing this for <laughs> very visual, uh, high level kind of uh, example, right? So we have five hundred dollars a month in easel painting, pencils, all these things. And now you have $1,000 a month in the expenses that are tied into making sure you get those sales, right? So that those expenses that are tied into making sure that you get those sales are actual tax deductible expenses, right? So now we have $5,000 at the top and we have two different line items for expenses. It's a very simple uh, example here. It, life is way more complicated than that, but just for you guys to visually yeah. kind of think about what's going on. Um, now we have 5,000 less the $1,500. Now we have $3,500 every single month in uh, in our profit, in our bucket, right? So that profit before taxes is what you can take. And that's the money that you live off of, right? Now, I actually talked to somebody, a client the other day, and a lot of people love to use the idea of kind of the uh, profit first model. And profit first is done by, is done by a guy named Mike Michalowicz. You know, Declan has used it. Uh, we've all in some way have used it in the past. It's the idea of paying yourself first beyond your operating expenses, right? So if you're if you're like a sole proprietor or a single member LLC, we talked about these different types of business structures in the past, you're gonna be subject to that full you know, 15.3% of self-employment tax on the $3,500 before you even pay federal or state income tax, right? So I was talking to her and she's like, well, like I heard that I need to like set aside 20% or 25% on taxes. I'm like, well, that would cover you for federal. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, that doesn't include your tax that you have to pay for Social Security Medicare tax, which is your self-employment tax. So I said, you know, I I told her, I was like, you know, if you want to be more on the safe side, you need to set aside 35% of that $3,500 you're making each month. Again, this isn't her situation, but like we're going to tie it into her situation here. Yeah, uh, 35% 35% of, of $3,500 needs to go into a tax bucket that you need to set aside every single month to make sure you have money to pay for taxes at the end of the year, especially if you're self-employed, especially if you're just getting started and you're not doing a whole lot of complicated tax strategy, structure, stuff that I like to do, um, but you're just getting started, right? So once you take off 35%, now you have 65% left over of the $3,500. And that is money that you can take as salary or you can set aside as profit. And that kind of determines how, you know, it's up to you how much you want to determine as profit, how much you want to determine as salary, but from a tax standpoint, it doesn't matter if, regardless if you save it as profit or keep, take it as your own personal salary, if you will, uh, so long that you're, self, you're, you're, you're a sole proprietor or a uh, single member LLC. Just that if you keep profit, then you have more cash in your checking account. Um, you know, w- 
at the end of the year and you have more money to do more things maybe to grow or, or, or do other things, right? So now we have kind of the basics of the spreadsheet and now it's an idea of like, okay, well, how much do I want to make over the course of the year? How much, and we start thinking about these things, how much, you know, what is a, is, is a goal that I want to achieve for? What's something that I want to strive for? Is it, is it a revenue driven goal? Is it a cost management goal? Is it a pro, like, is it a profit goal? Like what, what is that goal for you? And you have to answer that question for yourself. Like nobody can mm-hmm. answer it for you. And you need to like do some soul searching on that. We actually talked about soul searching in our mastermind conversation yesterday. It's like, okay, you know, what's, what makes the most sense for you and where you are now. And it's okay to change that over time, but like try to stick with it for at least a year and whatever that goal is that you're setting for yourself. So let's say that your goal for the year is hundred thousand dollars. Well, that's awesome. Right. So, you know, on a, on an average monthly basis of doing $5,000 a month in revenue, you're going to end up at $60,000 or so over the course of the year, assuming you don't do anything different. Right. So, and we obviously don't expect, don't think that you, you don't expect you to go from a run rate that we call like a run rate is something that is an annualized number that we call uh, to get you to the end of the year. Right. So your run rate right now is what we call $60,000 or $5,000 a month. Right. And, you know, we, we obviously don't expect you, you know, from the month of January to have a run rate of 60,000 and jump right away to a hundred thousand dollars, which is a 40, you know, 40 some odd percent increase on, um, on your, uh, on your growth of revenue, right? So like we need to like, you know, back out, okay, each month, how can we achieve these goals and how, how, how can we, how can we extrapolate this, right? So let's say, you know, starting in February and March, you know, it, it, it's a great month to be an artist. You know, you're, you're running, you have your own little art, your art business that's, that's growing, it's taking off and you you keep getting the same amount of business that you're already getting, but you're not sure, you know, how to grow. Well, you know, the next thing, the, the thing that you need to be looking at is okay how much time am i already committing to this how much more time do i have to commit to this and then do i have the ability by myself to do this by myself and can i can i reach those goals right so you know then a lot of questions start coming up do i need somebody else to help me do i need somebody to help me with marketing or to manage what i'm doing here and to continue to to grow and to to reach my goals right and you know what, what we start to do is okay, you know, maybe once every you know two months or three months, we can, you know, we can look back at the spreadsheet and see where 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 were we. But maybe, you know, because your type of business is is really driven by art festivals and art pastels and all these things, right? That's how you drive your revenue. Can you look at the schedule? Can you look at the calendar for the coming year of these events and say, okay, do I have time to add one, maybe two more events every month? to add into this, right? So like, you're going to have to think about this because yeah, your revenue is going to grow, but you probably, if you're going to be adding events, you're going to be adding to going to more art festivals and they're not local to where you live. You might have to add more expenses to your, to your travel expenses. You have to add more expenses to do more paintings, more drawings, more sculpting, more things like this, right? So like, there's this kind of like cost management type thing. that's also going to have to come into play and you're going to have to backdate and say, okay, like you know, maybe in the month of, you know, you know, maybe, maybe you're also a part-time student at the university, right? And you're trying to get your business off the ground, you're self-employed. And let's say, you know, you're in school from January until May, and then you go back to school in August. Well, you know, maybe we can't say that, okay, your business is not going to, like, you're just not going to have the time to commit to extra events, to do extra time for extra sales and sculpting and all these things. But maybe you have the time in the summer months which is when a lot of people are actually outside. A lot of people are actually outside doing festivals. They're outside doing a whole bunch of fun things. And people love to be outside in summertime because there's more light 
until like nine o'clock at night or whatever it is. And people like to be outside. People are more likely to be outside. So you're possibly more likely to have more sales in some months already. So that actually works well for you in that situation. So we would, you know, in the budget, we said, okay, like, let's see how I can keep my sales and my revenue fairly consistent for the months of, you know, January through April, right? And I get through finals and I, 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 I take off for the summer and I go back home to my mom and dad. And, um, you know, I, I'm at home and I have my, my, my materials and I have everything at home that I need to run the business that I need. Well, now we need to extrapolate, like, well, if we're doing $5,000 a month, every month from January through April, and we're obviously we're, we're just planning here. We're just trying to figure out how can we achieve our goals, right? Well, we're going to need roughly 12,500 in sales from May, June, and July, and then the first half of August, right? So probably about $10,000 in sales in August, right? So we're, like to achieve that goal of $100,000, if you back out those three months, you know, uh, and that difference of, of that amount there, that'll get you about to the $12,500 in sales. Um, but if, if you live in a place where you have you know, a lot of festivals and a lot of things nearby, maybe your expenses don't need to increase with those added uh, festivals or things that you're going to be renting from. But you might have to pay extra entry fees or extra rental canopy fees or, or other things that you might be might be paying for. And then, you know, then obviously when you go back to school, like, okay, how do I turn this back down? How do I get my expenses back under control? How do I maintain the revenue? That I need to live, you know, these thirty, you know, this this thirty five hundred dollars in profit that I'm taking every month uh, over the course of the year to get to my hundred thousand dollar goal. And once we build that out, once we get an idea for what your lifestyle is, once we get an idea for, um, you know, what what your time commitments allow for, all these things, and we take a lot of things into consideration, then you can start implementing and executing on your on your goal on on what you're planning to do for the course of the year. Now, let's say it's March and like, let's say you had a weird February, you know, for some reason, nobody wanted to buy Valentine's Day paintings in February and you only made $3,000 in sales. Well, that's okay. You know, don't beat yourself up over it. You have nine more months to still try to like find a way to like move that money somewhere else and like reallocate it to another month to reach that goal that you're shooting for. So, you know, it's, it's it takes a lot. It takes a, a few steps. So you know, the first one is, okay, What's my goal? Is it a profit goal? Is it a revenue goal? Is it a cost management goal? Figure out what that is and then extrapolate that back from the data that you already have to start making your first month in, in the year, right? And then figure out what's your run rate? What's what's the thing that you need to, to get yourself to that goal that you need to? Next thing to do is like, what are my time limitations? What are the things that I need to do? Because maybe your goal is to get to $200,000 a year in sales and you're currently at $60,000 a year run rate. Well, I can tell you right now, you're going to either need to be a second person and work double overtime on your business, mm-hmm. or you're going to need to hire somebody out, right? So like, like there's, there's multiple levers that you could pull from. Maybe you can go hire an intern that's working, you know, at, at the same university and in, in, in the art department, and they're looking to make a little few bucks, right? So then you got to factor that into your expenses and factor these in and, and do those things because it's, it's, it, there's a lot of levers to pull from, but don't feel overwhelmed in those levers. And the options you have to pull from it's like okay thinking about what the goal is can i do it no i need somebody else to help me get there because there are ceilings unfortunately in business and you know, we'll talk about this in our next episode about kind of like growing out a team and realizing when you need to but you know without going into too much here today it's kind of like okay where what's the next step what's the next thing that i can do to get to where i need to be and then track that over time and then don't beat yourself up if you 
you either fall short at the end of the year or you fall short on a month or something happens. And, you know, as life always happens, I think Declan talks about in the book, it's, uh, we talked about the last episode, I forget the name, Entropy. 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 My gosh, I cannot get it's that so, word out uh, of my mouth if it was to save my life. Um, the, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, 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 the, it's the, it's the physics way of saying uh, the universe tends towards chaos or another way, yeah. uh, another way of putting it, it takes a lot of energy to create order uh, yes. in our universe and in our world. And that's why yes. you get paid money. If you can make, a, if you can create order, you get, if you can, uh, if you can create order, you make money. Yes. Anyways, the, uh, you know, so it's kind of like, like that, you know, and I'll even share like also make personal just so you guys can kind of hear, you know, how that landed for me. You know, my goal was higher than where I landed in the year, but I'll tell you this, I'm really happy I made that goal because it made me push and stretch myself and actually grow the team and hire people out because I realized like I, I work, you know, sufficiently in my business. I feel like it's like more of that full-time job. I work sometimes seven days a week, especially during tax season, like right now where like, I just have to, like, I don't have the other person yet to like take off the, take off the, for me to like, you know, divvy up my time yet for the accounting side of things, the tax side of things, but I can hire other members of the team to help me grow the business and start putting those people in place and start helping people like, you know, start helping having the team in place to help me reach out and grow the business and reach my goals. Right. You know, uh, but I, I tell you this, like, you know, that goal was an extremely crazy goal. Let me just, uh, you know, just to give you guys a little bit of a taste, you know, I'll just pick a number out of the air just so you guys can kind of visualize what, what the goal was. You know, like last year we did less than six in 2020, we did way below six figures in sales. Beginning of 2021, I had already hired a team member to help me do some outreach, some internal outreach stuff working internally. I brought Declan on at the beginning of the year. I had my wife helping me. I have some other individuals helping me as well in the business. And I was like, man, like, I'm just like running the treadmill right now. Like, you know, what's going on? And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, we doubled the revenue. Like, like literally like the business, you grew 90% year over year last year in terms of revenue. Profit stayed almost the same <laughs> because all that money that we made that grew the business went back into, into the team. Because for me as an yeah. operator, as a business owner, that was my limitation, right? I understood something that like, okay, I can give everything away to everybody else except for the accounting and tax stuff because you need licenses, you need you know special things to do, to do those things. Um, but I understood something else. Like I could have other people help me do other things that I could already do, but I could give it to somebody else because I could focus on the one thing that I'm really good at is the tax side of things for helping my clients out and making sure that they get this best service that, that I could deliver to them. And that for me as a business operator was what my limitation was last year, which is why I invested into growing the revenue, but I already had, I also knew I had to add line items for cost for team members, for contractors, for other things into that, into that kind of idea. But then it was really funny to see how revenue basically profit, excuse me, say just about the same as it did year, even though we grow almost double revenue, um, you know, for last year, which was, which was really cool. It was a lot of fun to see that now, we're in January right now. I'm doing the same thing again for this year. I'm like, okay, where did I end up at last year? Where did I want to go? What do I need to get there? And probably I'll need to hire somebody that needs to help me, that can help me with the tax side of things possibly by the end of this year. There might That might be the thing because that's that's where my goal is telling me to get to, right? Because like your goals will kind of dictate, okay, what are your limitations? And then what do you need to do to remove those limitations should you want to? And then 
then you need to figure out how do you implement those changes to make sure those limitations are removed, that you can achieve the goals that you're shooting for in your business. Yeah, I think um, I should have interjected at the beginning, the, 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 you know, what, what is the big why? What are we trying to answer here? Like, why are we talking about this for, for listeners? Um, and I think the big why for goal setting is it, it needs to drive action. It needs to drive decisions similar to our conversation about budgeting. The reason I'm such a big fan of uh, the software, you need a budget is because it doesn't just review your spending activities from the month previous. And then just, you know, you just have that knowledge like certain other budgeting tools. Um, it drives decisions. You put money into certain buckets. It helps you to decide um, what, uh, what you can or cannot purchase and how to move money around. Um, similar to goal setting, I am, I've kind of gone back and forth whether or not I love goal setting. I think there's two ways to do it. I think there's one where you just, you know, you have your blue moon or moonshot, you know, goal. You just pick a number randomly or number, some kind of goal, whatever. And you just hope that you can achieve it in a year's time. And then there's kind of what Alex has talked about. And I think we all learned an important lesson, which is if you put Alex in front of a spreadsheet, he, he can, you know, talk for hours. Um, and yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll the spend math. the whole day. He'll spend the whole day. Yeah. Spreadsheets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, no spreadsheets for Alex. Um, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> um, then there's the other kind of goal setting, which Alex has been uh, explaining here, which is more, uh, is basically just forecasting and as taking data and trying to make intuitive guesses as to what your year uh, is going to look like. And then from there, you can start making decisions on, um, for example, hiring team members, you can start figuring out your, your limitations, where um, are you going to need to invest more in your business or less in your business? Um, I like to do it a little bit different. I, I like to reverse engineer my goals, which is I start with a personal goal. Um, so the past couple of years, my personal goal has been to free up my time, still run a business, but free up my time uh, for, for my kids. Cause I'm homeschooling. Um, I got two, I got a third on the way. Uh, so for me, time is very important now. And the other goal was uh, getting out of debt, which we already had a whole podcast about that. Now my and goal we've, is we've had still a few about thing. those, like, you know, yeah, Declan loves debt, talk, getting out of debt. I love talking yep. about spreadsheets. So like you guys are, yeah. you guys are really in for it here. This is it. Um, so my goals have shifted over the years. Um, I feel like I finally achieved a good work-life balance. So that's not really necessarily uh, a goal of mine anymore. I just essentially the goal is to maintain it. Uh, my goal now is to hit a savings goal, to have a, a, a an emergency fund saved up. I have a number in mind. I've been working uh, this past year to achieve it. Um, but this year, I want to achieve it all in all in one year. So I, I have my number, my big number in mind that I want to hit. And then I have to just reverse engineer that. So for me to make, to, in order for me to hit that uh, number, I need to make some money. But if I make money, I have to pay taxes on it. I have operating expenses. So I, I kind of work backwards to say, okay, this is how much money I need to make this year, or this is how much money I want to make. And which means, therefore, I need to sell, you know, how many hours of my service or products or generate affiliate revenue or, or whatnot. It, it helps me to get clear on 
where do I need to spend my time? Do I need to find more writing clients? Do I need to invest more time into growing my affiliate side of my business? Things like that. And so for me, I like working from that because it's, it takes a, a high level goal. Like we talked about, uh, you, you, you work with your clients towards the end of the year um, and then break it down into actionable steps. What am I, how, how do I go hit that number? Um, and I feel pretty good this year. I think I can, I can hit the number I want to hit, maybe even more. Yeah. I know you like to, to aim really high. And, yeah. then, uh, and then I mean, if you they're, fall they're, short, then yeah, you're yeah, still okay. high. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. There's okay. multiple schools of thought on it. You know, like it kind of depends on, you know, you, you, your thesis, your ethos, like you, you kind of like, we talked about a little bit of that last, last episode where it's like, you know, <clears throat> I I've been through a lot of different people that have different kind of opinions and thoughts and originality on personal development and these types of things of which one of the people that I, I kind of like leaned into early on in my career was Grant Cardone. He's a really big marketing guy. He's like, his 10X, 10X, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's cool. Like, it's great and all, but like, you got to deliver on the 10X, right? You got to deliver on what, you, what you're saying you're going to do. And, you know, the thing is like that I learned is like, okay, uh, you know, at least in, in, in my, in my experience, in my, my life is, I've seen so many people not want to set goals or set goals that are just too realistic and too easy to achieve. It's like, okay, well, like for example, maybe I weigh right now, I weigh 210 pounds. I want to be, I want to be 205 pounds by December 31st. And right now it's January 14th. Hmm. Well, like if I drink water for five days and go work out and go run a few miles, I'll probably be at 205 pounds, whatever it is, losing the five pounds really easy. Like that's really, yeah. that's really, it's really, and like for me, that's kind of like why I, I, I'm always like really raw, 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 like with like Declan and like some of my other friends, yeah. because yeah. I want them to like realize their potential. Right. And like, I, and I, maybe I see it differently than they do. And they're like, well, Alex, like I can't go do that this year because I have two kids plus another one on the way. Like, okay. Yeah. And then you, you need to like reel that back into reality and be like, okay, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but it, it's just like, I, I love the idea of like going crazy sometimes and then like falling just slightly short of it. And that's just, and it, it really, you know, Declan's a completely different thing. Because like, I mean, and here's something Declan, I actually told you this when I met my wife, I uh, was actually reading a lot of that Napoleon Hill book, uh, thinking mm-hmm. grow rich. And, um, I know you talk about it a little bit where a lot of it's kind of like, you know, foo-foo type stuff <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. I'm not the biggest but, fan, but I know there's some, not, there's not some the biggest fan, good, good yeah. gems in there. It, there is. And, and, you know, one of the things that I wrote down was on three by five card is like, you know, I'm going to marry my wife, my girlfriend. I literally just met her two weeks before that. And I was going to be making a quarter million dollars in revenue in like by 2019, I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. Fell short of that. But I tell you what, I'll, I I might hit it this year. You know, if I don't hear it this year, it'll be definitely next year. So like, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm two three years behind, but maybe like if I didn't think about that at the time, where it's like, okay, you know, putting those things and those thoughts into action and, and, and it's really coming back like what Declan talks about is like, what are we getting at here? Like what's, what's, what's the why? Like what's, what's the, what's the reason behind this conversation is, is, you know, finding a way to make sure at least you put something forth to yourself to hold yourself accountable, regardless of whatever that is, how are we, what are your thesis in life? And like, you know, you know, putting thoughts and, and actions into reality and making manifestations, all the things. If you believe that, great. If you think it's foo-foo, okay, I get you. If you need to like create the budget like Declan does and do the YNAB thing and like I've done myself to like try to make more like ideological 
I hate using the word realistic <laughs> because yeah. I'm like, I'm just like so crazy right now with this, but the, um, I, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, like it's, it's, it's on you to figure it out. It's on you to keep yourself accountable. It's on you to make yourself feel good about what you're doing for your career, for your business, for your clients. And so long that you can deliver on that thing for yourself and also for your clients, then who cares? Right. But there are options and there are ways of how you can approach things. And then, you know, those ways that you approach certain things is how you arrive at, at, at what it is. Right. You know, I, I don't think I've ever hit a goal in my life. <laughs> like yeah, even in high school, again, I wanted to swim five, you know, five, 500 meters freestyle. It was my event in high school being a swimmer. I wanted to be five below five minutes. I got to 522.3 in my junior in high school, but mm-hmm. I, I fell short of it, you know, I, but I got me to like the regional finals in the state when I was in high school. This is completely unrelated to what we're talking about, but like, you know, nobody needs to know that I was a summer in high school, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> to what we're talking about. But like, it's like, for me, I, that's, that's always been my thesis. It's always like, how can I do something crazy? If I get there, oh my God, that's amazing. If not, I fall short of it. I'm still going to be happy because I, I still push myself to get to where I was. And, you know, everyone has their own thesis and it's just whatever keeps you accountable, whatever keeps you, you know, keep moving the ball forward, if you will. Um, then that's all that matters in, in what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I know we, we sometimes use sports as analogies for goals, but it, it life isn't the same way. Like the goal, I, the goal in, in life is not to hit your goals, right? There's no, like, you don't get an award for, you know, making a year's worth of salary um you get a gold medal for being the fastest swimmer but and and that's that goal drives action it drives all the training it drives you waking up early and putting in the work in in the real world here outside of the sports world and i love sports but it it doesn't it doesn't uh translate because the goal is to drive action not just not just to hit your goals and um, I mean, setting a budget and setting your a requirement yeah. on the budget is a goal too. Because like, you and I both worked corporate life, and like we saw, like, okay, this is the budget we have for this year. That was the goal. That was the thing mm-hmm. that, like, that was the limit that we had to spend money on. But it was a limit we yeah, had to reach your limits. For. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's how. Companies and if you operate. have limits, then you figure out, okay, how do I overcome that? But those questions are asked after you've you've set these goals down and thought through them and thought, how can I get there? Another great example is, is, I mean, just even just answering questions like, you know, if, if you do have a revenue goal in mind that you reverse engineered from like, you know, um, how much money you need to pay for expenses and uh, pay yourself and pay anyone else. And you realize, Oh my gosh, in order for me to hit this goal, I have to work 50 hours a week. I can't do that. Then you got, it's, you can start saying, okay, well, um, I still want to hit this number. So how do I take 25 hours of my time and turn it into 50 hours, either becoming more efficient, hiring another team member. Those are the questions you need to like, that's, that's the purpose of this is the, the goal isn't to hit your goals by the end of the year. The goal is to make sure that you're driving action and thinking through these decisions throughout the year and adjusting along the way. The, the budget is, is a great, I think a great example because it, shows your limitations of how much cash you have to spend on your business this year. Me and you were talking about doing a business trip um, to, to actually meet up in person for the first time. Seven years. I already have, yeah, I already have um, my year's worth of expenses budgeted out. So I'm like, okay, I have a couple of months. I'm going to have to figure out, try to get a good idea of how much this 
triplet cost and make sure I have enough revenue coming in and setting it aside. Like that's just, and I'm not like, ah, oh my gosh, how much is this business trip going to cost? I have to buy plane tickets and rent a car and all this. Like, no. Alex likes the ball out. We're going we're gonna yeah. to get some champagne <laughs> and yeah, like we're going to rent the limo. Okay. Like we're, we're doing it now. So I, yeah, if anyone knows me, I am the frugal type. So um, I will, I will be, um, I'll, I'll do like the Ben Franklin approach uh, and be really um, hang out in Motel Six. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll book a Motel Six. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it's just it's like it, it, <laughs> that's guys. the goal here. The goal of the goal is not to hit the goal. The goal is to drive action and help make decisions, smart decisions, informed decisions uh, throughout the year, and best time to start is now, you know, I mean, it's nice when there's a new year, um, a fresh start, but even if you're listening to this in the, the summer the or whatever, yeah, it's just, yeah. Cool. Well, this was a good, good conversation. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you and I are definitely getting a more, more roundup on these, <laughs> on these recordings. I love it. Yeah. We're definitely coming out of our shows. We're definitely getting comfortable talking, not talking on the mic. Now we've done it for almost a year, guys. Um, I know, you know it's we're, I can't believe how fast that, you know, the past years has gone and, uh, you know, appreciate all of you guys for listening and supporting us. And, and I, I know, uh, you know, I've even, even had somebody reach out to me the other day saying, Hey man, just let you know, I'm still listening to your podcast. I haven't talked to the guy in like eight, nine months. Yeah, and really he's like, cool. dude, like, Hey man, I really appreciate what, like all the value you're, you're, you're giving out to us and all this. I'm like, man, like that's, that's so cool because like, it's just cool. Like, I mean, like that I have like, you know, that I've been able to do this and you've been able to do this. And then we both have like this effect on who and everyone who's listening to to these recordings and, and taking value and taking actual you know steps to improve their life, uh, both in their business and also in in their personal life and finances and, and just working to live the, the 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 best version of themselves honestly, um, and it's just really cool to to give that information and and, and be a part of it with you guys. So uh, we'll get out of here. I hope you guys have an amazing end uh, to your month of January or whenever you're listening to this, have an amazing rest of your day, amazing rest of your week. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys as always, as I, as I always say, and you know, just let you guys know if you guys haven't already uh, a little, little plug here, as always book is coming very, very soon. Head on over to simple fiscal F I S C A L.com. And do you want to drop your email in there? If you haven't already, that we're not there to spam you guys. We're just there to like let you guys know as soon as that book is is dropping, uh, you guys get the first dibs on it. Um, I can't promise you this, but I might try to talk Declan into uh, us releasing like the first chapter or something as a little teaser before the book Same. actually comes out. So Interesting. I don't know. Like he and I will have to chat and work 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 that out. So just to, as a little teaser, just to see you know what's coming down and what you guys can get your hands on. Um, you know. And uh, make sure you guys get like a little, a little, a little taste of, of what we got coming for this year. So, yeah, uh, but that's it. Um, as always, again, thank you again for listening. And uh, we really appreciate you guys. And we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks so much. See ya.